fill us with your strength this morning. We walk in your victory. Let us walk in confidence, Lord. We know that the battle is won, but we're here to continue fighting, Lord.
Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Almighty God, you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Jesus said the first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And as we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. Please kneel. Most merciful God, I confess that I have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. By what I have done and by what I have left undone, I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved my neighbors as myself. I am truly sorry and I humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me and forgive me, that I may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grants you absolution remission of all your sins true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace, consolation of his Holy Spirit. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy.
God, you've ordained and constituted in a wonderful order the ministries of angels and mortals. Mercifully grant that as your holy angels always serve and worship you in heaven, so by your appointment they may help and defend us here on earth. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, 
one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Children? Okay, kids. Bless these children. Bless them. Touch each one of their lives as they come before you to learn all about you. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right. Our first lesson comes from Genesis, chapter 28, beginning in verse 10. Now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night, because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head. And he lay down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed, and behold... A ladder was set up on the earth, and its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham your father and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie I will give to you and to your descendants. Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and the east, to the north, and the south. And in you and your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go, and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. The word of the Lord. This morning's psalm is Psalm 103, and we'll say it responsively by the half verse. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul, who forgives all your iniquities, who redeems your life from destruction, who satisfies your mouth with good things. The Lord executes righteousness. He made known his ways to Moses. The Lord is merciful and gracious. He will not always strive with us. He has not dealt with us according to our sins. For as the heavens are high above the earth, As far as the east is from the west, so far as 
As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, it is now, and it Our second reading comes from Revelation, chapter 12, beginning at verse 7. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God day and night, has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. Therefore, rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. The word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. John. Glory be to thee, O Lord. St. John, chapter 1, beginning at verse 47. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, When you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said to him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, Hereafter you shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise be to the Lord Christ. You may be seated. Well, today is uh, the Feast of St. Michael's, and it's... uh, It's a day we celebrate with great uh, pride 
and not enough anticipation. My fault. But I've, uh, this morning, <clears throat> as I was praying, I decided that I was going to try and uh, put a little more life into this special day that uh, we love to celebrate, but we should probably love to celebrate it even more. And uh, what it is, Feast St. Michael's, is it's a day that we celebrate our uniqueness. And uh, it's a day, I think, that we should every year take the time to remember who we are and how special we are in God's eyes. You know, <clears throat> there was a call of God that was put on this congregation, and, and our history speaks of this uh, chronology of things that occurred that were really pretty extraordinary and mighty powerful. We have a definite God-given mandate from God. That's pretty special. Not a reality as many churches do. Perhaps as all church should have a definite mandate or a call from the Lord. I remember when I was early in my studies that I, and I was developing this theory on church government and what it is that God was trying to do with the church in the world. And at that time, I felt that uh, every local church had a unique nature. And, right, Lewis, he's probably my number one student. And uh, I still believe that. And the question then comes when you get to a place like that, are, are we that way because we believe that and we strive to fulfill that? Or, do, or are we that way because it's uh, a truth, a truism, and that any church could be just like that? I don't know that so much. I do travel in a lot of CEC churches and uh, not so much anymore in churches outside of our denominational independent churches, but I uh, do occasionally visit them. <clears throat> Every time I go up and see my uh, son's family, Justin, up in Sacramento, we go to a church. There are no CEC churches, so we, we're visiting other types of churches, and that's really quite an experience. Most of them, it's so ironic, Victor, follow this. They're just like us before we came into the sacraments and liturgy. But see... And, and the point isn't looking at the churches. The point is looking at the fruit in Justin. Because th those things that we drill into them in the school and we put in them as we live our family lives out in this community, it's in there. And so when he goes out, he just naturally, he, he's, he's looking for something that seems to fit, but He's not an intellectual in the sense where he's studied these things like I have or these guys, but they're inherent in him now. And so he ends up going in, 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 to a place like that, and it just 
it's really exciting uh, because it reminds me so much of us back up in, in the warehouse. <clears throat> we definitely were and are, I believe, special in God's eye. We were birthed as a prophetic church. And, you know, many of you weren't here then and don't get maybe the full ramifications of all that, but what happened is God sent this man, Randy Adler, he was a prophet in Florida. He sent him all the way from the East Coast to the West. And he caused him to uh, foster a prophetic place. Now, I wasn't so much in all that then. I was just trying to develop my own Christianity. and uh, So the prophetic was really, really new to me. I hadn't seen it in the traditional church that I had been raised in at all. Um, did you, by any chance, Victor, I, I keep calling on you, but you were pastoring even back then and uh, running with similar people. Do you, do you recall before you met him, or maybe uh, five, seven years Ten years before them, when he first moved out here, hearing about him? Yeah. But it was a time in the charismatic movement where the prophetic was really starting to bubble to the top. And it seemed that California... <laughs> don't get me started. I'm not a huge fan of California. But like... Everything else, it seemed to be starting and going really well in California. And it was just a place, Southern California, where a lot of these people showed up and began ministering. uh, uh, The whole Calvary Chapel movement, thanks be to God, started right there in Costa Mesa. Anyway, God was much bigger and much smarter, and his ways are always so far surpassing our ways that uh, even Randy Adler, <laughs> he was a really bold fella, <laughs> Bishop Adler, but uh, I don't think he was even ready for what God had in store for him and us and took us into, but the short version is uh, with just a few years of training he created us into an army and led us into bringing the CEC three streams to the whole world right here so we have this multi-dimensional little church it's so funny because if you're you maybe you don't didn't participate in that history or don't understand it very well. We don't do too good at articulating. We should be a lot prouder of it. Because today, I remember, let me give you an example. I remember that when we had our first convocation, remember that? We had it up at the outdoor giant tent. It was just a magnificent, beautiful thing. But everybody else... And we were we were caught just flat-footed, but everybody else wanted to come here. 
and see where it all began. And so we had to have this makeshift deal where we divided up because they all wanted to do a Eucharist right here at, at this altar. See, you kids, you don't remember any of that. You weren't even born. But it was a very, and still is to this day, very, very special, special place. And so he birthed this three streams concept and took it all the way around the world to various sources. And it became a worldwide denomination. I, I, I remember when we first started, it just started with us. Uh, we, we thought we were just going to be wearing the funny costume, but then we ended up accepting the whole sacramental theology and whatever. But we, we always said that we had no intention, and the last thing in the world we were ever going to do was become a denomination. We did it for us, this church. They, that's why they did the article. This goofy church in El Toro, California, has adapted this form of worship. And they, they were crazy charismatics, and now they're crazier than ever. And our phone just started ringing off the hook. We didn't solicit anything. But the first thing we knew, looking five years later, looking back, I had already traveled the world developing what became a worldwide church. You know, it's so funny, too, because growth is represented by uh, by vegetables and plants and things. And I remember the first time I went to Africa, they had Bishop Adler and I plant these trees. We got pictures of them somewhere digging the hole and putting these trees in. And they have so much better imagery than we do. We're so shallow and sometimes and functional in the way we uh, we view the world. But the rest of the world, it's really, really a marvelous place. And they seem to have that romanticism much more than we do. And so we expanded and grew but one of the things we found out was that no pain, no gain. And we didn't want the pain, but I guess we wanted the gain. So we got the pain. And into that, a lot of our young people were birthed and grew. And so their early, early years in, in St. Michael's might be vastly different than my early years because it was a, a time of a lot of pain and sorrow and reckoning as we fought to maintain the integrity of this principle that we were introducing around the world. And I guess we just were no exception and God tests us through those hard times and through those painful experiences <clears throat> so we were bounced around and beat up, almost forgotten. We withstood many times and years of turmoil. This little church right here. Uh, 
I remember um, Debbie Tanner, one of my dear friends, tremendous woman of God. She stopped me uh, after service. She was out here visiting. She said, Bishop, I want to thank you because uh, without you and what you built with these men here, he says, I'm absolutely convinced there would be no CEC. But we withstood that, and I'm sure we'll withstand other great challenges in, in our future as well. But all the way along the way, what St. Michael's has done is stand. One of the principles that that's based on is our understanding of leadership. And we stress it in the individual's life, in the home, in the business, in the church, that you structure and uh, correctly. And if you do that, we're confident that God will honor that and he'll bring you right where he wants you to be, right where he wants you to end up. And so as we look toward the future, that's what I look forward to, better and better, bigger and better. New ideas, new concepts, I think we need to be uh, open. One of the things, for instance, St. Michael's had a tremendous impact on was uh, our school. I remember years and years ago, before we were even a denomination, God spoke to us about getting our children out of the public schools. And uh, <laughs> I will... <laughs> Use the terminology we used back then. We're much gentler people now. But uh, but it was nothing but a plus experience for us. And as we shared our experiences, it became a very positive thing around the world. And a lot of other places began looking at their children. And if not teaching their children... And, and taking them out of schools, making darn sure that they find out what they're learning in those schools and that the teaching on morality and spirituality is done in the home, not in some faraway classroom. And so we're thankful for all these things and we look forward to what God's going to do in the future. One of the ways that we do that is to be a generational church. Another way we do that is to uh, to be, I'm not quite sure how to, I can describe it for you, but I'm not too sure what we could call it. Maybe you can help me with that. But uh, we have in the diocese, that I oversee, which is the Western United States, 
We have a mechanism. It's called uh, Groupon, and it's a it's a site where we can go on and express our needs. And it's become the most powerful ministry weapon that I've ever had my arsenal in my entire ministry because so quickly you can get so many really on fire, dedicated people who have your back. And uh, so things like yesterday, we don't know what what happened, but uh, Steve House back in Oklahoma uh, put a post on because they had uh, lost one of their kids. And uh, he's a teenager, so he shouldn't be that easy to lose. And we don't know how. I'm sure it was just some kind of a mix-up deal. But he very quickly put this out throughout the whole Western United States. we got people. We have hundreds of people probably praying for him. And uh, I'm sure the prayer really helped in, in the Lord's... Uh, resolution of that situation. But we have that kind of a commitment going on one to another among our clergy and among our parishioners. And I'll tell you what, I couldn't be prouder anywhere. Just uh, just having the opportunity to work alongside you people and uh, the, the amazing things that we are doing that we don't we're not even aware of just uh following the lord into whatever it is that he is asking us to do and and uh, setting up judge good smart understanding uh another instance two days earlier we had a one of our priests had a heart attack-like attack, and uh, it was out within 20 minutes, and uh, probably within four hours he was under control. And uh, I've spoken to him several times since, and he's going to be just just fine. That's the kind of commitment that the Lord's looking for every Christian person. You know that, but. Thank God we have it. We have it so well here. And I want to encourage you, when we have something like we're going to have in just a few minutes downstairs, participate. Participate. Participate in your home groups. Get to know your people. Invite the people of the church over. And and, uh, try and deepen those relationships because they're so fruitful. They become so fruitful down the road. Um, anybody have anything to add? Let's just pray together. Heavenly Father, as we move forward as St. Michael's Church, and we see all these young people now that are teenagers very, very quickly will be standing with us to make the decisions for the future of the church and 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 not too distant future, Lord, uh, they'll be leading. So we pray that 
as we speak about our history in times like today, and as we reminisce about the mighty hand of God that's worked in and through St. Michael's, that, Lord, they can capture that, they can get a glimpse of that, and that you hold them close and uh, just cause them to pick up the mantle and to seek after it. Lord, as they do that, just bless them profoundly in their lives and in their families and in their friends. In Jesus' name, amen. Please stand. Prayers to the people. Let us pray for the church and for the world. Father, we pray for your holy Catholic church. You all may be one. Grant that every member of the church may truly and humbly serve you. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. Give to, to the departed eternal rest. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. And grant that we, thy servants, who now live by faith, may with joy behold thy Son at his coming in glorious majesty, even Jesus Christ, our only mediator and advocate. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Turn and greet your neighbor with the peace. be with you. Hey, I want to uh, just uh, call out again. Bishop, Bishop Kessler said, hey, does anybody have anything to add? This is a big day, and this is a big day for all of us here. So uh, as we look back on, on many things today that we're celebrating, the life of St. Michael's Church over decades, uh, um, you'll see a sign downstairs when we go there that this is 30 years that this church has been in this building. That's like a big deal. So many of you out there, I see it's the only place you've ever known. And, you know, thank God we have this place. And um, uh, a lot of people went into setting up for that one, and I'd like to at some time thank those. But I do want to, I just want to offer again, is there anybody here with any remembrances or things you want to share, God stirring up with you about, uh, about life at St. Michael's over these decades as we celebrate who we are as a parish? And come on up. Please come on up. Uh, open opportunity.
as we wait, I, you know, the crowd is rushing here. It's like really awkward. <laughs> no, not me. I don't want to be first. Um, so um, if you, it's open. Come up, share whatever you've got. We, I'd love to hear it. Uh, I do, I do as we're waiting. Uh, you coming up, Jesse? Come on up here, Jesse. Never shy. <laughs> Great. Come on up here. Well, to be fair, I had a little bit of a heads up because before the service, Bishop said he was going to do this. And so I've been thinking about it and praying about exactly what is important to share about St. Michael's on this day. As we remembered, not only 30 years in this building is such a huge deal. 25 years uh, this year since Bishop was consecrated a bishop for us and I wanted to just share one story that happened when I was younger and that really I felt like God was bringing to mind for us to recall is that there was a lot of times that we used to talk about the importance of having our own building, of establishing a space that's set apart for the worship of God. You know, they used to worship in a rented warehouse. And there was something so special about having a building that every one of you in this room have contributed to the fact that we have this building today. And the story I wanted to share real quick was when we were worshiping in here when I was probably 13 years old. And as you guys all know, we a few years prior had had that tragic accident where we lost Gina Powers and Jonah Powers and her little unborn baby, Chloe. And I was just thinking because Jonah was a really weird kid. For those of you who didn't know him, he was so excited about church when he was like 12 years old, which made no sense, right? But it was something that he liked to talk about, what we were talking about at church. And he was talking about the worship of God and the power of God as a 12-year-old in a way that I've not seen since. And so I was thinking as I was in the church worshiping God, I was like, man, if only Jonah could be here to see all these young people. The Ladate had really taken off. We had, you know, 60 young people raising their hands, standing in the middle, praising God. I was like, if only Jonah had seen. And I kid you not, that moment I look over and Jonah's sitting next to me. And there's something different and I don't understand it, but he's like, but it's him. And he says, what do you mean? I am here. I am worshiping with you. And so I just wanted to encourage you that that can sound really hokey pokey out of the ordinary, but in the kingdom, that is ordinary. We do believe, and we say at every liturgy, that we're standing in the presence of angels, archangels, St. Michael's. We are in the presence of the saints who have gone before us. And the reason I want to bring that up is because this place is more than just a building that requires maintenance and blood, sweat, and tears and money and everything else that the building requires. This is a place that we have dedicated to God. And if you have grown somewhat complacent as you come in on Sunday mornings, I just want to remind you this is a thin space. We're not just here as people thinking about and talking about and singing to God, we're actually here participating in something bigger than us. And so this is just, a, I want you to, to remind you the specialness of St. Michael's as we recall our history on this day. And the fact that God is present just as much today, and Jonah is present just as much today as when he showed up to me and I could actually see him. Just because you can't see something doesn't mean it's not real. And we do believe that God is here when we come into this building and that there's a special moment here. 
um, when we join together in worshiping him. Amen? Amen. Good word. Good word, Jesse. <laughs> I don't see anybody jumping out. I want to take a moment. See, that's a great word, Jesse, and this building is important. And I don't know how complacent everyone is here because I've seen a lot of work done getting ready for our feast downstairs. And I want to thank many, many people. Um, I would like to, to name some names, but I will tell you that uh, I'm going to forget someone who did something very important. Oh, please, Amber, come up here. Um, so this is actually my last Sunday here before I move to Maryland. Um, last regular Sunday. Last regular Sunday. Yes, I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be visiting. Yeah. Last Sunday for a while. I'm moving to Maryland. Um, tomorrow, Stephen's going to go with me. And, um, he's coming back, though, right? He's coming back, yeah. We're sending Stephen back. Yeah. Um, but... I just wanted to um, kind of second some of the things that Jesse was saying. Um, yeah, and like Father Paul was saying, like, I'm one of the people that has known no other place but this place um, my entire life. You know, this place has built me, and it's going to be really so sad to leave it um, because, I mean, this place has built my faith, and and I love it so much. And, um, yeah, I just want to encourage you, if this is your home church, um, like, you have a place here. You have something that God wants you to do here. And, um, yeah, you're a part of the body, and he wants you to take your place. And if you don't know where that is right now, just ask him, you know. He has something for everyone. I was just hearing last night. Um about I think it was Liz I think you were talking about wanting to um, like um, have a you know help out with social media and um, I just think that's so cool like it's just yeah it's just something for yeah something to build up the church and it, it God put it on your heart so I think that's awesome and yeah and I'm really gonna miss this place um, yeah you're a great person <laughs> Amen. Uh, Ron, come on up here. Great speaker. I've heard him preach. Great friend. God gave me a very soft heart, so if I start crying, I apologize. Um, I came here like 22 years ago. Bishop Kessler uh, buried my wife. Oh. And that was my first time I was ever at this church. And my mom was going here, so I started going with her every Sunday after that. And uh, you guys accepted me just the way I was. Uh, I've done some things in my life that I'm not proud of. But I heard it sitting, standing in the pews. I would sit and just weep during the, the worship. And I felt the Holy Spirit like I've never felt it before. But at the end, after Eucharist, uh, um, Bishop Adler would say, God is not mad at you. He will never leave you. And I took that to heart, and I heard it every Sunday. God is not mad at you, no matter what I did, no matter all the things that I did. God is not mad at me. And I learned that here at this church. 
You guys have become a family to me. I know all of you. I don't talk to a lot of you because I'm very shy. I don't know why I can stand up there and do that, but it's different. And, uh, <clears throat> but I love you all, and I'm so glad this church is here. I am leaving soon, too, but also in a couple months. But um, Bishop Kessler, you buried my wife. You baptized my daughter. You helped me raise my daughter. And if it wasn't for you guys, I don't know where I'd be. So thank you guys all for being here for me and supporting me in my life. Amen. Anyone else? Deb says thanks, Molly, for all your help yesterday. <laughs> I had to say that. There's a lot of folks that helped. Uh, Molly and Greg were here yesterday morning. Come on up here, Courtney. Hello. I appreciated so much Bishop Kessler's uh, visuals in reminding us what brought us together long ago. Um, uh, I'm reminded every time I come into the Lord's house, specifically St. Michael's, that it is here in his presence that we are invited to find our best selves, our truest, be in touch with our gifts, who God intends us to be. I'm grateful for the years that I've been able to fall, rise up again, join in, enter in, look forward to the next time to give back. And I I don't think there's words that can adequately describe the appreciation of being allowed to be part of a family. And I know you all know and share that with us today. Thank you. Uh, Thanks, Bethany. I saw you working. Kelly, uh, Phil, uh, who else was here? Mia, working away. Karen, you should see the kitchen. Um, yesterday, Jay, what's Jay, Jay what? The 730 guy? You remember Jay? I don't know his last name. Jay. There's a 730 guy, Jay, who, who, and I made sure he would come today. He couldn't make it, but uh, he was here working away yesterday. Uh, Eddie, Father Ed, <laughs> Christian, Levi, Eric, Robert, uh, Austin. Um, I know I'm missing lots of folks here that were working. Stephen, young Stephen Powers. There was a lot of work done by a lot of people. Debbie is awake cooking. She'll be here. I know that she's worked very hard. Uh, Katie and bulletin boards and Becky and uh, uh, Hannah. Hannah made the drive up. Even uh, the ladies meeting that we had about 10 days ago, it was great participation, great conversation, great planning. Uh, we have the men's work day on Saturday mornings. We came up, we had a list of things to do. So uh, it went really well, and I hope, I hope that you 
you enjoy how everything is set up. It should be a great, great feast, and I look forward to it. Let's... Um, uh, just really quickly, I mean, I've been here 32 years, and uh, I'm not going to get into that, that story. But um, uh, the thing I love about our church is the ethos and the community that we have. Uh, I've wanted that all my life in terms of uh, uh, my faith, and I wanted to be around real people. And that's the thing about being here is that it you can live out the nitty-gritty of your lives and walk out your faith and not be uh, not be expected to be hyper-spiritual. Is that a good word to say? <laughs> <laughs> not expected to be overly religious in terms of your faith but to and, and to pretend, but to be real people and to live as real people with each other and to walk that out over time. And that's... That's not always easy. Uh, in fact, many times it's uh, painful and uh, can, can drive you loopy sometimes, right? Uh, but uh, we still walk it out together and we live it out together. And that is something great that I don't think most of the world has. I think, I think people are all over the world are looking for that. They wish they had it. And uh, they don't. And we're blessed to have it. So thank you. Last chance before we pray for the offering. Bill, why don't you come on up? <laughs> okay. Please stand. As we prepare to receive the body and blood of Christ in the Eucharist, let us respond to God's word by engaging with him in musical worship and presenting to God our tithes and offerings out of that which God has given to us. Together, through Christ, let us continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. But do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God.
welcome all baptized believers to join us in the body and blood of Christ, the table of the Lord. It's made ready for those who love him and for those who want to love him more. So come if you have much faith or if you have little. You who've been here often, you who haven't been here long, you who've tried to follow and you who failed, you come because it's the Lord who invites you. It's his will that those who want him should meet him here. Come this morning. The Lord be with you. With your spirit. Lift up your hearts. Lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Father, all powerful and ever living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. For in honoring your faithful angels and archangels, we worship your glory. For in honoring them, we honor you, their creator, our Lord. Their radiance shows us your greatness. Their protection in these great battles displays your love for us, which is greater than any other goodness in the whole of creation. And so with all the choir of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory. And we join in your unending hymn of praise. so they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before he's given up to death, a death he freely accepted, he took bread and he gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was ended, he took the cup. Again, he gave thanks and praise. He gave it to them, and he said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of a new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim this mystery of faith. Christ Christ is dying. Christ is risen. And Christ will come again. 
in memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread, this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and serve you. May all of us who share in the body and blood of Jesus be brought together in unity by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make us grow in love together with our patriarch, Craig, and all of the clergy. Remember especially those who are sick or infirmed in spirit, soul, or body. We hold up to stay. Connie and Susan and Carl and Serena and Naomi, Sonja, Sandra, Tammy, Maria, Kyla, Jean, Marlo, Patrick, Romano, Laura, Robert, our Marines and sailors at Camp Pendleton, all of those who serve in the armed forces. Draw our hearts and remember the poor and the broken, and as we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed to become the body of Christ to the world. Have mercy on us all. Make us worthy to share eternal life with the apostles and the martyrs and all the saints who have gone before us. May we praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ. By him and with him and in him in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God and Father, now and forever. Jesus taught us to call God our Father. We have courage to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah, Christ, our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Hallelujah. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us thy peace. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you. And feed on them in your heart with thanksgiving.
set up by Liz and Nathan outside here for St. Michael's Feast afterwards, so pay attention to that. Amen. Lord, we just uh, lay our hands upon her. We anoint her with the holy oil, and we pray the blessing of Almighty God on her life as she travels, traveling mercy, safety, health, prosperity, Lord. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. I have a sense that uh, we'll see you again. <laughs> California, man. <laughs> no, but I think I think I think uh, I think she's gonna be a happy girl. But uh, amen. A lot of things happening out here. Well, this is the what's yeah. happening place. <laughs> what can you do in Maryland? And I know that, Bishop. I've been to Maryland. <laughs> It'll be great. No, it's, it's going to be great. Yeah, your family's back there. It's a great church back there. We're not sending her uh, without knowing a lot about it, so we're pretty excited. Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food and the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.
you're messing with me. All right. They know I hate this. Miter. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, remember the gospel. God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world himself, not counting men's sins against him. He loves us. He's forgiven us. He's not mad at us. Best of all, he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you. Remain with you always. Amen. Amen.